Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 56 of the Caesars Show. This is your boy, Sir Caesars, right here. Trey isn't here today. He'll be back on the next episode, but he has some somebody filling in for him. Um, so without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for my boy, Drew. What's going on, everybody? It's Drew. Finally getting in here. Me and Steve have been talking about it for a long time when he just had audio. It's video now, finally. We'll pay my due diligence to show the show some love. Yes, yes, yes. We de- I'm definitely interested to see your take on um, all these hot topics that we have going on today. But how you been, man? It's, it's been a while. I'm good, man. Just trying to, you know, mind, body, and spirit, get everything leveled up, working every day, doing everything I need to do, and just getting the job done. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. And, you know, as long as you have all those good, as long as you're making strides, it's all that matters. So see, I see you grew the hair out a little bit, looking a little, a little buff, bit, and hitting little the gym, man. Trying to get everything right. You know, yeah. you know trying to be like you, man. Ah, like <laughs> <laughs> I wish in a perfect world I would be saying that to you. But uh, that's what I've been trying to do lately. You know what I'm saying? I've been neglecting the gym a lot lately. So uh, that's the one thing I want to get back to. I actually just started going earlier this week. Um, so, you know, I just want to stay consistent, look good. You know, when you look good, you feel good too, right? You'll get it, man. Um, You'll get it. Yeah. So what's, what's been pretty dope is me and my boy, um, Austin, uh, we've been doing this one thing where when we go to the gym, we go on social media and we tag each other, be like checking in. So it's not even just him. Whoever else dope, is going to the dope. gym with our circle, We'll tag them and be like, we were checking in. So that kind of, you know, motivates me to be on my P's and Q's as well, too, and just, um, you know, try to be consistent as well, too. So I like that. And, you know, for other people who, you know, find it hard to go to the gym as well, too, use me as an example, you know. So, you know, get it done, get the get the workout in. And like I said, feel good, look good, and everything's going to be okay. Um, but, yeah, man, me and Drew go way back. Uh, I think I met him actually through our, our group message, and I think you and DJ uh, actually went to ODU together, that's right? right? That's right yeah, 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 yeah. And then ever since then, we've been cool ever since, been battling 2K. I've had my share of wins. He's obviously beat me a little bit more, too. Um, <laughs> but 2, 2K20 is definitely going to be a little different now. Um, it won't be it won't be me picking the Brooklyn Nets of last year, and he gets, like, OKC or Boston. So uh, I love the whole dynamic duo era now, so I can't wait to – Bust your ass in uh, in 2K20, man. I run with everybody, and I play for bread. Anybody out there that wants to play me, just come see me. We'll get it going. He is pretty nice. And for some reason, when he puts the bread on the line, everything just clicks, which yeah, is weird. It's better. better. <laughs> yeah, but play better, baby. For sure, for sure. But you ready for, for the hottest topics of the day, man? Let's get it. All right. So the first thing I want to talk about is Russ's trade to Houston. Um, so Russell Westbrook was traded to the Rockets for CP3, two protected uh, first-round picks. So those picks will be in 2024 and 2026. Um, both of those are going to be protected if they're uh, one through four, um, and two pick swaps in 2021 and 2025. So um, what's good about this is that uh, – you know, the Thunder, you know, obviously had James Harden, had uh, KD, and had also Russell Westbrook in the past. Um, and, you know, they played together for three years. And from those three years, you know, they got to go to conference finals. And they also, um, you know, had their chance to um, go to the finals. And obviously, you know, James Harden wanted to stay with OKC. Um, that didn't work out because the GM didn't want to go over the luxury tax. So, end up trading him to Houston. Um, since then, you know, James Harden went on to be an MVP. He's made the playoffs, I think, every single year year got to the conference finals a few times um and you know he's just been dominant uh been one of the most dominant offensive players uh since he's you know stepped into that role of being that star being that go-to guy being that franchise player as well too and then you have another guy um on the fence with Russ where you know he's been he's been doing what he's been doing you know what I'm saying leading his team to the playoffs working with what he has to work with but um you know he 
not he. Well, I just feel like well, OKC, they just felt that, you know, with having Russ as your franchise player, like the West is only getting better. And definitely, being definitely. in a small market, I feel like it's just, I always say this in every episode, when you're in a small market, it's really, really hard to attract marquee free agents. Mm-hmm. It's not unless you get drafted or unless you're right. kind of like on a tail in your career or you just mm-hmm. want out, you're not, you're going to get, you're going to have to either get traded or you're going to have to get drafted to these small teams, small market teams. So I just felt like, Sam Presti never really – I mean, he tried to get Oladipo, but that was when Oladipo wanted the, you know, Oladipo mm-hmm. that we see now. Obviously, he tried to get Paul George. Mm-hmm. That was good, but it wasn't good enough. He didn't really build those pieces around him. Um, so now, you know, you get Harden and Westbrook, um, who are both, like I said, former teammates, both boys, both from L.A., um, have some chemistry together, um, and they reunite, and it's pretty good. It's pretty cool. We haven't really seen other than KD and Kyrie – I mean, KD and uh, – Steph in the modern era, two league MVPs still in their prime playing together. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, so how do you feel about the trade? My first question I want to ask for you is, um, do you think that Russ and Harden can coexist? Um, and if so, or if not, why? I think they can. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a learning experience for both of them. Mm-hmm. They have a very, very, very high ceiling. Yeah. But also a very low floor. I feel like um, they are boys from LA, mm-hmm. uh, in that in the in that city. So if they you know do that best friend thing and and share the ball and uh, both go hard out and play defense every night, they could be real good. But also you know with, you know the ball hard thing. If they do that, mm-hmm. they could you know have a lot of turnovers. You know them boys both like to turn the ball over a lot. So we'll see how it goes. Hopefully it goes good for them. I am hoping that it do real good this year. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Now, before I give you my two cents to that, um, I feel like there's a few reasons why this trade went down in the first place. One, um, I felt like on the Rockets end, they just felt like, you know, they had success under Mike D'Antoni, but they kept, you know, falling short. And maybe it was because of the Golden State Warriors just being so dominant. Kind of like, you know, when MJ was on the Bulls, they were pretty good teams, yeah. you know, battling it out. But at the end of the day, if you're the better team and you have the better player, you're one of more, if you're healthy, exactly. nine out of ten, you're going to mm-hmm. win. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it could just be the demise um, of them just falling to the Warriors every single year. Another thing I wanted to say, uh, you know, Daryl Moore is obsessed with winning, so he has his mindset, you know, if – I don't get it done this year. I'm going to always find a way to change up that roster. So, 2019? 2019. You just got to, you know, you got to be able to adapt and whatnot. Another reason is CP3. CP3 is 34 years old. Now, when he came to the Rockets, he was still towards the end of his prime, I would have to say. But based off of these numbers of what we've seen last year and the year before, he's definitely took a dip back. And he sees he, – he, he just – I don't know if it was because Father Time or yeah, Father Time has caught up with him, or the fact that he was kind of, and you can tell by his body language, a little dis, disengaged with the Houston's offense. How it was more so tailored towards James James Harden and ISO ball as opposed to moving the ball around. It kind of looked like he just was disengaged. Um, so I think that that was one of the reasons why um, you know that they had to change things up. But to answer your question, can they coexist? I think they can coexist. Um, but what it's going to come down to is them putting the Eagles aside. You have two franchise players who literally can do whatever they want on their team. Now you have them coming together. And it's not like when they were playing with KD, you know, James Harden was the sixth man. You know what I'm saying? Russell Westbrook and 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 KD, those were the guys who were running the show. He was kind of – James Harden was kind of like that Ginobili mm-hmm. for that team right there. So now you got James Harden, who is obviously better than him. I'm, I'm curious to see how long it's going to take. And I'm curious to see – who's going to be that primary ball handler. I think 
you know, under Dan Tony, obviously whenever a, a star point guard goes to under Dan Tony's system, they just up their level. Obviously, Russell Westbrook's a walking triple double. Last three years, average triple double, career average that I pointed out, 23, 7, and 8. Um, I think he should be the primary ball handler. I think when you get an upgrade from CP3 to him, you have someone that's more athletic, um, that imposes will in the game on both ends of the floor, and he just do it all, just plays with that energy, more durable. I think they're gonna I think they're gonna work some magic. Now it may take some time, but when you think about it, when Katie's left, Sam Presti didn't really put no shooters around around Russell Westbrook. So now you have snipers everywhere now. And I feel like for Houston to make that next step, I think you have to you have to essentially uh, let Russell Westbrook be the point guard. Okay. Um, so and then from question, then, question. Let me interview uh, real quick. How about okay. this? If you're the coach, mm-hmm. you have the option of having just Russell Westbrook, just Russell, or just Harden mm-hmm. to run your show. Who do you want to have? So you per, you person, if, if they're person. both on the team or if you just want to go you one have player? One or the other. One or the other. If I could just choose one? Yes. Harden. Harden. Okay. So I think you can have both take turns doing mm-hmm. on ball and off ball. Okay. And see what works out. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, by game 20, 30, 40, just play around with it. And whatever works best for them works best for them. Mm-hmm. I don't, you have two great players, two MVP, MVP caliber players, you know. They can take turns doing their thing, and if one's doing good, one half or the second half, just go with whoever's hot, whoever has the ball in their hands and knows working and is moving and getting everybody involved or, you know, doing their own thing, just go with that. And then whoever's doing good, just, go, just you know, they all both MVP players. Mm-hmm. So they can both rock with, it, with and without the ball. Westbrook can play off ball. Um, the three-point ball, three-point three shot ain't always there all the time. He can cut, get involved, crash the board, et cetera, et cetera. And, of course, James Harden, he's a deadly shooter. He can play off ball, too. So I feel like Dan Tony, he got he gonna have a lot to work with. He gonna have to, you know, give in, go back to the drawing board, you know, drop himself up, work with his team, and you know, he got a lot to work with. So he, he got to make it work. He got to make it happen. You know, they got they got a team. They, got they, a team. they definitely have a team. So so my question for you is who 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 are you making um, the primary ball handler? To start off, it's got to be Westbrook. To start off, but mm-hmm. you know, Harden is gonna have the ball in his hands. He's an MVP. Yeah, Harden is gonna have the ball in his hands a mm-hmm. lot. Period. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know. It's just whoever, you know, whoever, is, if Westbrook is hot, though, the whole game, then Westbrook, you know, had the ball. And then, of course, incorporate Harden in the offense. You know, you got Capella running the floor, too. You know, you hit him for lobs as well. They both can throw lobs. You know, they both playmakers. They both can get 10 assists any given night. I just they think they can get 10 turnovers any given night. Yeah, too. I just think their offense is going to be more deadly if Westbrook's the point guard, like I said, with all the shooters there. Because with Westbrook, he's still going to get by Mm-hmm. Anybody that's on him right there, and what you're gonna nice. have to do, you're gonna have to clog that paint. When you clog nice. the paint, you got shooters everywhere. And I feel like James Harden last year, honestly, since he's been there, he's literally been a one man show. He really hasn't had that other player he can lean on now. Mm-hmm. So I would love to see him play off the ball more and be effective. Um, and I think they'll elevate each other's game as well too. But um, I like it. Do you think with this move, obviously getting rid of CP3, do you think this makes the Rockets a, a, a better team? Obviously, like. The West is stacked, so mm-hmm. you know they could have, they could win what fifty games and still not even be a top three seed this year. Um, but do you think with the addition of Westbrook, are they a better team? And Absolutely, why? maybe not immediately, maybe not immediately. But when it, when it, when it's come time for the playoffs and it's time for James Harden and Westbrook to show out and show everybody show the world what they're about, I feel like that's when they can you know make their statement and make their statement and you know show the world everything. In the regular season, they got to figure it out. It's gonna take a few games. They might not start out hot. They may. You never know. But they might not start out immediately hot. They got to get it together, get the offense together, get the flow together, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But by the time the playoffs come, hopefully they'll have it all together. 
and that's gonna be the time to shine. Yeah, and I and I and I think they respect each other so much that they they will both adjust their games for one another too. Mm-hmm. So, besides LeBron James, with with players who haven't won a championship yet, Westbrook and Harden get the most criticism, at least going into the offs, going into the playoffs. You know, one hasn't been past the first round since Katie left. The other one, we have high hopes for him. We have um, him, you know, essentially always thinking that he's going to make the finals, beat the Warriors, haven't got past that burden. They just never play up to their regular season, um, you know, level of game. So it's going to be interesting to see that. And I think this year, too, also, Westbrook shot terribly from three-point. I think he's going to come back and shoot better. He shot – he's normally 80% from the free throw line, shot about, what, 77%. I think he's going to get that back as well, too. And the fact that he doesn't have to carry so much of a load offensively, um, I, yeah, I, I just think they're going to they're gonna be scared. Do you think um, they're the best duo in the NBA right now or, or definitely like a top five or whatever? I wouldn't say the best duo. I will say they, they're top five. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say Westbrook, he has a lot to show the world. Mm-hmm. He's played with just about anybody you need to play with. He's had KD. He's had Harden. He's had Paul George. KD left Westbrook, won a championship. He had Paul George, um, Oladipo. Uh, Oladipo didn't play that good when he was in, in the thunder, with the Thunder, but when he left, he was an all-NBA player, first team all-defense. He's had players. He has personnel. You know, you can go back. So he has Steven Adams. Mm-hmm. He's had a Baca. Yeah. So, you know, he's, he's got a lot of dollars right now because they, they, you know, because Dame – eight-day souls out in the playoffs this year. Dame so, literally <laughs> broke up OKC, dog. That's he crazy. Did. So he's got a lot to show me this year. I want, and, I, and I'm really rooting for him. I want to see him do real good this year with, with Harden and then uh, do, do big things in the playoffs this year. I really want to see it. Cool. Well, we're going to see what happens with that. Extremely excited for these guys, man. Um, and we'll see, what, we'll see what's good. Uh, it just sucks because a lot of a lot of the teams are, are so stacked on the West, all the West games, unless they play in the East game and they're hosting the home team in the East. Mm-hmm. We got to stay night, up at 1030 to watch late it, but it's going to be so mm-hmm. worth it. I don't care. I'm going to come to work tired. There's something to talk about, and I'm going to be excited every single time, man. Um, what I want to talk about next is Chris Paul. Uh, now, Chris Paul was the one who kind of, Took that out a little bit. Uh, he actually was the one that got traded along with some draft picks um, over to the OKC Thunder. And right now, Chris Paul has three years and $124 million left on his contract right now. Um, that's a lot. That's a lot of money. So my first question for you is before we even get into Chris Paul, uh, they always preach, oh, you got to be loyal to your team. Um, but at the end of the day, it's a business. So um, my question for you is, do you think it was it was kind of mm-hmm. messed up to trade him like that, especially when they gave him that max contract? Because it kind of Blake Griffin him, too, when you think about it. When Chris Paul had to sign a trade and went to Houston, Blake Griffin got that five-year super max deal, and then they right. traded him right. right before the All-Star break to right. the Pistons. So how right. do you feel about, you know, as far as, like, um, being not even a fan, just being like a GM? for example, or being a player, seeing it from Chris Paul's point of view, how do you feel about being traded? Like, do do you owe loyalty? And and just tell me your insight about that. I'll start with the GM GM first. Mm -hmm. As a GM, it's 2019. You got to make things shake. Um, In the offseason, if you're not making moves, then you're getting worse. Everybody's making moves. We saw it. it, This this shit was a – I don't know if I can curse on you. Yeah, here. go ahead, man. It was a soap opera. <laughs> it was a soap opera this off season. That's what I want to call it. A soap opera. Uh-huh. You know, everybody make moves. If you didn't get, if you didn't make any moves, you got worse. You didn't stay the same. You got worse. So you have to make moves. Uh, from a GM standpoint, getting Westbrook, I think, was a great move. Uh, he may get flack from that because the type of player that Westbrook is. But you got to keep it moving. 
But from Chris Paul's standpoint, you got to realize it is what it is. We all saw what happened with DeMar DeRozan last year. That was heartfelt. Chris Paul kind of on that same – I wouldn't say he, he didn't give as many years to the Raptors like DeMar did, but, you know, him and, him and Harden did almost make the finals against Steph Curry and them boys just a few years ago, two years ago. So, you know, it's sad for Chris Paul. I don't want him to rot in the thunder. Hopefully they trade him away. He, you know, go to a good little organization that he can, you know, happily retire in because he is about 34 now. Yeah. But, you know, we'll see what happens. And it, and it sucks, too, because, like, I think Chris Paul still has a lot of juice left in the tank. Um, obviously, he missed a couple games this year, but he was, he was healthy when it mattered most for the playoffs. I just feel like although him and Harden are boys, I just felt like – a lot, well, Chris Paul has been getting a lot of slack for how how he showcases his leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they say that, they basically say he's the type who basically he doesn't – as a leader, you should try to vet out the players around you and try to get to understand them as an individual so you can know what makes them – what makes what, what pushes them, what makes them irk and all that good stuff. And I feel like Chris Paul, he doesn't know how to adjust to certain people, so they kind of took it the wrong way. And I think um, that ultimately led to their demise too. And another thing was – I don't know why with with three great playmakers in Eric Gordon and James Harden and Chris Paul, I don't know why they never really moved the ball around like that. And I think Chris Paul wasn't really satisfied with you know James Harden just you know running the show while he's just literally standing on the base. I mean, um, standing on the corner right there mm-hmm. as well too. So I think he wanted a change in the offense. James Harden said no, <laughs> and I heard it was poor saying it was either me or him. Nine times nine times out of ten, you're gonna choose James Harden, man. Um, so, my next question for you is, uh, do you see, because it's crazy how, like, you can be loved so fast, and then at the end of the day, people just forget about you like that. So, do you think he's going to be, like, a mellow type of player where, um, you know, he slowly starts to deteriorate? Um, the coaching staff, the GM, the front office, they slowly start to reduce his minutes and try to, you know, kind of devalue him and whatnot. Do you think that's where he's ended up at, or do you think he still has some more left in the tank? This is definitely step one for Chris Paul. (laughs) I'm going to say that. But I don't think he's going to ever be like Melo. How they did that man, Melo, was very disrespectful. I was a Melo fan. (laughs) Um, <laughs> I didn't like to see my man do it done dirty like that. I feel like he can still play for somebody. Even I think he can still play for still somebody. Play. The players too. are coming out and saying you he can still Kyle play. If the players are saying that, and you don't have Melo playing, that it's, don't make no sick. sense, bro. It's sick, man. It's sick. But Chris Paul, he's not gonna be like Melo. Um, he always gonna be, you know, a veteran in a locker room. Um, I feel like his floor is. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, Derek Fisher is his floor, and I hope he it never gets there. But Derek Fisher is his floor. Yeah, I don't really see him staying in OKC. They have two options. You either trade him or you... A prime Derek Fisher is his floor. Prime Derek Fisher is his floor. That's interesting. But yeah, I feel like you either trade him or you buy his contract out. But the thing about it is, like I said, he has three years and $124 million left. You just got... Literally, you just literally broke up your team. You know, you got rid of Russell Westbrook. You got rid of Paul George, both via trade. You stocked up on all these draft picks. You got, um, what's his name, Shy Alexander or something like that, mm-hmm. who's going to be very, very cool. tough. So it's like put some pressure you, on Chris Paul to play good. Yeah, do you put pressure on him to play good? Um, do you build up Chris Paul and you trade him by All Star break, or do you just trade him right now? Because I feel like if you're gonna trade away your two best franchise players in Paul George and Westbrook, you might as well just start over. So it really, it's really no point in keeping them now. They could still have a formidable team and have 
Chris Paul and Alexander in the backcourt with Gallinari, mm-hmm. uh, maybe Roberson and Adams as your big man, that's mm-hmm. not really going to get you anywhere. Maybe if you're in the East, you can get away with it. But in the yeah. West, you trade them boys. You better have a plan. I'll yeah, say that. you better have a plan. But it's like I don't, I don't see anybody picking up his contract. Mm-hmm. So if you mm-hmm. OKC, you might as well just take that L and just pay him that bread. What is he? What is he getting like? Three years? How many? I think you said earlier. Twenty-four mil oh left. Gosh, he's, he's thirty-four years old. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. he's thirty-four years old. So. Mm. Unless unless you attach him with draft picks to a team, that's the only where that's the only reason why I'm seeing him going. But you're looking at the landscape in the West, in the mm-hmm. East, because first and foremost, he's going to want to go to a team that's very competitive that can at least contend for a championship or at least be in the playoff hunt. Of course, how all, all the old heads go, of course. And every team has a point guard. Mm-hmm. Blazers have a point guard. Warriors got a point guard. Pelicans got a point guard. Uh, Sacramento got their point guard. The Utah got their point guard. The That's NBA. the most competitive position in the NBA. We are in the era of the point guard dominance. So, I mean, the only options I see if he gets traded is Miami. You know what I'm saying? JB. Ooh. Him and Jimmy Butler, that would be tough. They lost Whiteside. They, they get a big man over there? Yeah. I can't think of their big man right now. I'm sure they got somebody. somebody. Pat Riley got somebody up his sleeve. So, I don't see him getting traded there or if you can try to work out a deal in Philly, but I don't really see what assets Philly can really give up right now. So you got to buy him out. Um, and my question for you is if you are Chris Paul mm-hmm. and you're the front office of, 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 of OKC, you buy his contract out, where do you want him to go? I say the best sense, the, what makes the most sense is the Los Angeles Lakers. I've been thinking about it too. You know, obviously LeBron James always wanted the banana boat crew to reunite. He's got, got a chance to play with D Wade. Um, Never had a really a chance to play with Melo. We'll see if Melo gets picked up or not. I think the Lakers still got two more spots left. But I think Chris Paul with AD, Danny Green, LeBron, Kuzma, Avery Bradley, DeMarcus Cousins, that's tough. But what I'm worried about is if you sign Chris Paul to the Lakers – you know he got beef with Rondo. <laughs> How does that work? Ooh. Is LeBron going to be the peacemaker right there, or who stole who? Did Rondo steal him, or was it, was Rondo, it back and forth? Rondo spit on Might him. Pe- I think. Oh, he did. No, Chris. He did. Yeah, Rondo spit on him, and Paul stole him. <laughs> ooh, 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 ooh. That's gonna be funny. Exactly. Another so. soap opera. Right there. The NBA is a soap opera. I'm telling y'all, man. The NBA is a soap opera. And that's what I love it. So, so yeah. My question for you is, uh, if if you get bought out in your hand, where do you where do you want to go? Because I feel like if you go to the Lakers, like. You're going to have to get rid of Rondo at that point. Yeah. Because that's not yeah. going to be good for the locker room at all. The Lakers would be a great destination for him. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Play with his boy LeBron. Get to play with AD. Uh, somebody I feel like Chris Paul always want to play with as a point guard, a little point guard. Want to play with, you know, a big man that can do everything. Yeah. Yeah, young boy. Yeah, young boy Kuzma. He's a, he's a hooper. Mm-hmm. You got some boys off the bench. But then again, you got Miami. That's South Beach. He have Beach. a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could go he to the Bucks. He could go. He could go to the Bucks too, or like the Pistons. Um, the Bucks might be a little slight. Timberwolves, though. Dallas, and let Luca play off ball a little bit. That would work. Mm, I, don't, I don't think he want. He want to go to Mavericks. I don't I know. Don't that's, that's that's a lot of work. He work he got to put in over there. That is a lot more work he got to put <laughs> a lot in. Of coaching. Too. A lot of coaching. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so man, yeah. In a perfect world, Lakers. Um, but if yeah, if he gets his contract bought out, man, I can see him go. I, my three top destinations would be. Wow, that was crazy. Um, the Lakers, mm-hmm. um, the 76ers, or Miami, I think. I like it. Either of those would work for them like as well, too. I like it. Cool. Oh, wow. You guys heard that lightning. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> the show must go on. Um, next thing I want to talk about is Anthony Davis. Now, Anthony Davis just had his press conference. He sat down um, from 
no, I sat down with uh, Rachel Nichols from uh, uh, ESPN The Jump, and uh, basically they, you know, they were talking about him finally, you know making his own destiny, creating his own destiny, and, uh, you know, getting traded to the Lakers. So they sat down. Uh, they talked about the banners, the fact that the Lakers are one of the most historical franchises in all of sports. Um, they um, also talked about how, um, you know, him being in a new environment, um, him ruining two franchises by demanding a trade, trying to recruit Kawhi, um, you know, and his overall expectation for next season. So um, one of the things I want to talk to you about was that, Rachel Nichols, well, we can go back. So when he got introduced to the Lakers, Rob Palenka, who's the GM, basically said, Anthony Davis is going to be uh, one of the pillars of this franchise for the next five to ten years, um, which sounds good because when he demanded trade, he said he only wants to go to the Lakers. Obviously, LeBron James said, you want to go to go there. Um, but when Rachel Nichols asked him, yeah, so, you know, with Rob Palenka comments and what he said of you basically being a Laker for the rest of your career, um, free agency is about to come up next season. How do you feel about that? And literally, <laughs> he kept it real. He was like, I mean, I can't really answer that right now. I'm just going to take it day by day, uh, see where it goes from there. And then, you know, hopefully by that time, um, that is, you know, it's, it's June. Our season's still going on. We hold those banners. We have that parade. And, you know, I can make my decision now, too. But for now, I just got to focus on what I got to do and give them all this year. Um, how do you feel about that comment right there? And my thing I want to ask you is, you know, how do you, yeah, first and foremost, how do you feel about AD with that comment? And then leading into that, uh, how do you feel about NBA players not finishing contracts um, from an owner standpoint, also from a player standpoint as well? You got to be a businessman. <laughs> got to be a businessman. Mm. Um, I feel like LeBron started. There's nothing wrong with AD said. I feel like um, at the end of the day, one year contracts, yeah, everything goes. Mm-hmm. And if he wants to sign again, sign again. Mm-hmm. If something else comes up, he wants to go somewhere else, go somewhere else. We just saw Kyrie do with Boston, moving to the Nets. KD did it, moved on to the Nets. Kawhi did it, won a championship, and moved on to the Clippers. Players taking ownership. You know, it's not wrong with, you know, changing the trajectory trajectory, excuse me, of your career and doing what you want to do and, you know, going somewhere that makes you happy, playing with whoever you want to play with, et cetera, et cetera. Um, these owners can't, you know, run everything. You got to have some type of career moves and career destination for yourself and, you know, do what you want to do. Take ownership sometimes. Yep, definitely take ownership. You know what I'm saying? It's, and shout out to LeBron James for just paving the way on, you know, players really controlling their destiny as well too. You know, at the end of the day, if you're not happy in an environment, you got to leave. Even, you know, with us normal people. We work our nine to five. Exactly. We work. We work our nine to five. You know, it can start off good. It's a great opportunity. You get blessed for what you have because you realize that you know there's other people who would die to be in your position. But at the same time, if you're not happy somewhere, what do you do when you have a normal job? You start to go online, update your resume. Um, you, mm-hmm. you still invest your time. You still put your your effort into the job. But at the same time, you're not happy, so you're gonna want to go somewhere else. So, like he yeah. said. You know, some got, of y'all be changing jobs every three months. I every know three months, there. man. I see y'all out there changing jobs every three months. I look at resumes every day. I be seeing hella changes three months, two months, six months. Mm-hmm. So you just got to find that right place for you. And, you know, happiness comes from within. So definitely that. So I, I'm not even mad at him. Like, I, from an owner standpoint, definitely I'm mad because you literally traded all away all your assets in Alonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, um, draft picks, and then also, uh, what's his name? Josh Hart. 
Uh, and they got rid of Zubac too um, earlier um, in the he was season. Right too. He was tough. Now you're on the Clippers. Go Kawhi. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you trade away all these assets. So if you're an owner, you're just like, damn. Like now, if I if 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 AD leaves me, who am I gonna get next right. year? The free agents coming in next year aren't really that good. It should be straight though. With Bron, Bron gonna get it done. Bron yeah. gonna get a job done. I, but I, yeah, all the faith in Bron. For sure, for sure. Definitely got faith in Bron as well too. But my thing is like, I can. There's there's a few reasons why I can see if he leaves. A, LeBron James. LeBron James, 34 years old. He's about to be 35. Last year, he had one of the worst injuries of his career. Missed almost, what, 17, 18, maybe 19 games. I want to see how his health holds up. Is he going to be like a Kawhi Leonard, obviously, who's younger? Is he going to be on a low management? Two, coaching staff. They have so many different coaches. What if it's what if it's a whole year of trying to get things together and they don't play up to their potential? Um, and then also... Uh, the management, you know, what if management doesn't, you know, handle things correctly, don't make those right moves. I can see his him being, you know, having his foot out one door as well, too. So those are my takeaways from that as well, too. But like you said, it's players league. Yeah, I don't I don't have AD leaving. Mm. Um, I expect him to be really good this year. Their team. And people forget um, how good he is. Exactly, exactly. I'm gonna give Braun a pass for the for that bullshit that happened. Me last too. Year. He played with a young, a bunch of young cats. Yeah, he he done been to the finals with a with a with a, a much worse crew. Grannies and East. He got a little squad. Mm-hmm. I went here, no complaining from LeBron James all year. You got your squad. Um, you didn't get that that third free agent to go along with you know yourself and AD, but you got a little squad. It's you, Kuz, and AD. I got a little big three. Make it happen. Do big things. You know, tough West. But you, LeBron James, any day, let's get it done. Yeah, and then one of the last things Rachel Nichols said as well, too, is she asked him, you know, what are your expectations for this year? He said to win. And he said, I feel like with the team that we have now, you put us up against any team in the West in the playoffs out of seven-game series, basically saying it's going to be really, really hard to beat us. How, how, what do you, what do you think, what, what do you think the Lakers, uh, you know, expectations are and how far do you think they're going to get this year when it gets to the playoffs? Barring any injuries, obviously. Um, yeah, injuries is is big. You know, when you got especially when you got Anthony Davis. Um, you know, I got him being top three, top three in the West. Top three in the West. Top three in the West. I like that. I like that. I like that. Okay, cool. Um, next thing I want to talk about is my boy Ben Simmons. Feeling really good. Feeling really, really good. Just signed a five-year, $170 million deal extension. That's tough for him. Wow, that's very, very tough. So I think you uh, calculated, what, is that like 30, how much mil? I think I think I did. We did it earlier at the math. I think it was 34. $34 million, million a that's year. Um, first and foremost, Philadelphia, you had to do it because if you don't sign him and he becomes a free agent and rocks, then there's no process at all. Um, and he's just a young talent. I think I had his stats out here. Um, this past season, he averaged 17, 9, and 8, made his first all-star appearance this year, shot 56% from the field. With those numbers, you're definitely going to have to get that bread, too. Um, only thing he's missing, really, is his jump shot. Um, but do you think he was worth that money? On Philly standpoint, damn right. You got to keep Embiid. You got to keep everybody the core. Um, trust the process, right? That's what the model they've been going, going by for the last, what, last, what, three years? Damn, if we trust in the process, then, then pay the man the money. You want him to stay right five years, that's a long time to lock somebody, a 6'10 point guard that don't lack in speed, athleticism, or quickness at 6'10. Yeah, he don't have the jumper. He come out there, play hard every night. He won't be injured much. He was injured that one first year. Right, but, you know, besides that, he, he's a pretty durable player. 
play like go, 95% of his exactly. games. Exactly. He's going to go up and down every night. He's going to play defense. He's going to rebound. He's going to dish the rock. He don't have the jumper yet, but does he really – I don't think he even really needs it. Just working that ball, handling that vision, you know, finding beat, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, a little mid-range jumper wouldn't hurt nobody, but – you know, just be big, just be stronger than everybody, and just be and keep running up and down the court. He'd be straight. Look, if you can't pay <laughs> thirty-four million dollars a year, I don't think he need it. He definitely need that jump shot, man. You see what mm-hmm. happens in the playoffs every single time. Yeah, they have to have Joel Embiid out on right. the perimeter because Joel, because Ben Simmons can't shoot. Mm-hmm. This year, you getting paid that bread. You got the whole offseason to work on. Now it's not gonna come overnight. It's not gonna mm-hmm. be there, but at least make those strides to actually shoot. And what's definitely. funny mm-hmm. is Tobias Harris. Um, he was getting. Uh, he, he basically had a signing. Um, he had his max contract as well, too. Um, he sat down with the press, and uh, they made a joke. They were like, yo, like, there's been this video service, and why have you been chasing uh, Ben Simmons to the three-point line? Like, he can't shoot. And then Tobias Harris basically saying, like, the reason why I chased him there because he was making his three-point shots. Um, so it makes me think, you know, with all this money, are you working on your shot? And do you think it's a mental thing with, with Ben Simmons? Because there's one thing to practice it on your own, but there's another thing when the crowd is actually there and those emotions get to you. You know, you start to freeze up a little bit as well, too. Do you think we're actually going to see, with this, with this max contract, do you think we're actually going to see uh, a Ben Simmons who actually takes jump shots to at least where it's respectable? Because um, his form is not that bad, for real. I mean, I know for me, money is a motivator. And $34 million a year would definitely... Be a hell of a motivator for me, especially if I'm 20, what, he's 21, 22 years old? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yo, this dude is 21, 22 years old. He got paid, bro. Getting 17, what, what was this, that, 17, 8, 9, something like that? 170 mil. Seven, and 17, 8, and 9 every night? Yeah, 17, That's 8, 9 stats, yeah. Come on, man. The jumper's going to come. The boy's a young boy. He's 21, 22 years old. Let him get some chance to grow, develop, and learn. He gonna, you know, he's already a 6'10 point guard. What else do y'all want from the man? He's a young boy. He's going to get it. He's going to get it together. He's going to be a beast. Yeah, he, he's going to have to shoot. They lost J.J. Reddick, lost Jimmy Butler. Obviously, they, they added uh, Richardson, Horford, mm-hmm. yeah, who I got to see how that matches together because are you going to ask him to take even more threes? Horford. Because Ben Simmons needs space. Yeah, you can't claw the paint. Yeah. You can't claw the paint. That's the only thing I'm worried about with him as well, too. He at least got to be out there as a threat. Mm-hmm. At least got to be out there as a threat. He's, um, re- he's you. I respect him, though. Yeah, definitely. But I'm not going to sack off him. He's going to knock I don't that down. I have a choice. And he, he also a playmaker too. He'll find everybody. He'll find everybody. Ben Simmons come to the basket. You know, he hit the three point line. He'll find Ben Simmons. Oh, they lost JJ, mm-hmm. but they got um, Josh Richardson from the Heat. Yeah. So, you know, they got shooters. Yeah. Horford to find them too. He'll help out. Yeah. So um, obviously they have their team. There's no more trust the process. The process is here now. Mm-hmm. This is there we go. better at best as they can get there right now. Um, so let's say, you know, they fall short this year. Because right now you can argue with the Bucks losing some of their pieces that Philly should be the favorites right now. That's what a lot of people would say. They should come out. Let's say they don't come out. Do you go with what you have, try to make some slight tweaks, or do you start to look at it and be like, all right, well, I don't think this experiment with, with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid can work out. Let me start to explore some options. Um and trade one of them. Do you think they are going to be the face of the franchise, or do you, do you think when when shit starts to hit the fan, you're going to have to get rid of one of them? Like, who do you think is the most important to this franchise? So you're saying if they don't get to the finals, so not- if, if they don't if they don't live up to the expectation, because right now they're in that Boston Celtics atmosphere right now. Obviously, mm-hmm. Boston got broken up; that didn't work out. Bucks took a step back; they lost some pieces right there, and Meritich, mm-hmm. um right. and Malcolm Brogdon as well right. too. So right now, you can argue going into the regular season. 
they are the pro- prohibitive favorites. Right. If they don't live up to that expectation Get and don't make it to the finals, do you think it? Do you think they should just come back stronger and everyone, you know, keep the same core intact or whatnot? Or do you look on trying to trade away one of those pieces and getting more back from them? Well, I think it depends on how they go out. If they go out sad, then yes. Um, the last two years for Embiid in the playoffs, I don't think it was Embiid like. Ben Simmons played, we think, pretty good this year in the playoffs. I know the year before that he didn't play that good. Um, but honestly, man, I, I wouldn't. Them boys still young. At the end of the day, I don't think I would make too many tweaks. But I would, you know, you might want to look at tweaking something. But then again, next year, next summer is gonna be twenty twenty. <laughs> so you never know. I mean. You never know. We'll see how it plays out. But I will say it, it depends on how they go out. If they, you know, if they get to like the Eastern Conference Finals, get like Game Seven and don't make it to the finals, um, honestly, I wouldn't change anything. Maybe a minor tweak here and there. Mm-hmm. If you know, if you don't make any changes, you're not getting better necessarily. So I think you're getting worse. But it depends on how they all go out. I think. For sure, for sure. Another thing I want to talk about now. Um, uh, basically, the Nets owner came out and said. Um, obviously, you know, we took a gamble on signing KD to this max contract and more than likely from his Achilles injury, he's not going to come back for another year. Um, there have been reports once you actually tear your Achilles and get that surgery, it takes about six months to recover. And at that point, it's kind of really up to your player um, to see essentially um, how their body reacts to everything and, you know, how fast they want to um, get back on the court. Uh, so basically, he said there's no pressure on uh, KD coming back. Um, if you're KD, what do you do? Do you, if you're healthy, are you going to take that Paul George route where you play like the last 10, 15 games and then, you know, try to work your way into the playoffs? Or do you actually sit out that whole year? Because knowing what happened with Golden State, obviously it's different because it's the finals and legacy, people getting away. Um, what do you do? All right. So I'm a Kyrie fan. <laughs> I forgot. Stem from a Duke fan. Always been a Duke fan all my life. So... Hated, hated love, and I'm rocking with the Nets right now. So I do want to see KD come back at the very, very end of the year. I did some research. I know Dominique Wilkins, he got hurt in the middle of the season. Back in the day, I think he said he was like 32. So he was well into his career. Um, same injury as KD. Came back the next year, less than 180 days later. Averaged 30 and was an all-star. So that's just some little history. I think KD can... It just depends on the medical staff. It's 2019. I keep saying that over and over and over again. They got better medical staff. They got new inventions, better protocol, better facilities, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I seen Paul George snap his ankle in half, you know, on live TV and came back and played, what, 365 days later? Mm-hmm. So you know, he got hurt in the playoffs last year, finals. I don't know how many NBA players go 365 days without playing. Mm-hmm. Gordon Hayward, he snapped his leg. I don't know if he was a whole 365 days without playing. Did you watch that game with them? I did. It was no. me and DJ. Maybe. You might be. I don't I, know. I don't remember. I think maybe. he watched it at my crib, maybe. bro. Maybe. I think maybe. he watched that at my maybe. old crib. I don't know too many NBA players that go 365 <laughs> days after injury and don't play again. So we'll see how it goes. I hope for the best for him, you know, because I want the Nets to do good this year. Kyrie can hold it down until KD get back. When he get that, do get back, they're going to be a force. Now, there was this one report saying that, they have the Nets projected to only win 38 games this year. That's very disrespectful. Which does, it's kind of disrespectful. That's disrespectful. Um, I said 42 and 40, and last year they were 38 and 44. But I really thought about that. I'm like, yo, I mean, you lost Crabtree. Is it Crab, Michael Crabtree or Crabtree, whatever his name is. You lost him. You lost Angelo Russell. And I think that's essentially it. 
You know what I'm saying? And you got back Kyrie swap for D'Angelo Russell. And then you still got Allen off the bench and you got DeAndre Jordan there too. So I think they got better. Um, what are your expectations for them? Putting aside you being a Kyrie fan from an actual looking from the outside in, how do you feel the Nets are going to be this year? It's going to be showtime for the Nets. You're going to see a lot of highlights, a lot of fun players, excitement, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Kyrie going to do his thing. Um, it was a lot of slandering on my dog, you know, all last year with all these young bulls. Um, I don't put the fault on Kyrie. A lot of people forget the year before last when Kyrie, the first year Kyrie was with the Young Bulls, they went, they started off twenty-two and four. Um, I forgot about he was that. Number one in the East um, until Kyrie got hurt. This was not last year. This was the year before last. So after the Young Bulls, you know, did their thing in the playoffs, got all big-headed and came in, big-headed, especially Rodriguez thought they was too. the man. That's when you know things went south. So. I think they can, you know, they can do pretty good. Depends on how they start off. If they start off good, they're going to start off cooking, then, you know, they're going to do their thing. But my prediction for them, top four. <laughs> top four. Uh, we'll see about that. Um, definitely see about that. So I think the biggest thing is Kyrie buying into that system, Kyrie learning from his experiences, um, not only from his Clinton's stint in Cleveland, but also in um, – also with the Celtics on just being a true leader um, because of – they said with Kyrie, he has that type of personality. Like, when he's mad, he's going to make it known he's mad, and he kind of affects the whole morale of the team itself. So I think he's going to – I think he's grown from that situation. I think he's going to be more mature about that. And honestly, I think it really depends on their young talent as well, too. Kyrie can only do but so much. So we got to see what, what, what uh, Spencer Dinwiddie and what Levert talking about, too. And I think they – if they live up to the hype and take that and they next step – they both dogs. Step, and they both dogs. If they take that next step, then – I agree with you. I can see the Nets being as high as a number four seed. And they both can rock with the ball, distribute, create for their own. Mm-hmm. They got a big boy down low. Everybody going to be throwing lobs. DeAndre, I don't know what they're going to do with Jared Allen. If they're going to keep him, bring, up, come up, bring him off the bench. It's Nick. It's DeAndre Jordan. No, they got, they got Jared Allen, too. You know what I'm saying? He's going to come yeah, up. Yeah, he's yeah, come yeah. He definitely, I, don't, I don't know if they're going to try to trade him, get, you know, get like a four man, somebody Ooh. a four. That's what I'm thinking we might try to do. Uh, yeah, we it's we now. Um, <laughs> we might. Trade him, you know, get somebody, anybody. We, we, got, we, got, we got some young bulls we can throw in there, too. We got Joe Harris, he's a sharpshooter. I think he led the league in three-point percentage last year. Um, we got Kyrie. He shoot last year, like 49%. After 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 Steph, number one in the point guards, you know, yeah, under like six phones. You did talk about that, um, I forgot. 40% from three. All that hate on Kyrie, man. He was second team all NBA. He was very efficient. Shooting 49% from the field, 40% from three. I mean, you can't really beat that. Um you got a dog at the point guard. Who do you, you got? We got um. We got Karis Levert too. He's a dog. Mm-hmm. Um, I doubt start. we'll start Joe Harris. Probably bring him off the bench. Um, KD gonna come in at the three. You know, you know what that means. You know what time it is. I'm, I'm just waiting for that to happen, man. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. So definitely, definitely. See, uh, one of the last things I want to talk about is uh, Lonzo Ball finally got introduced. Uh, took his photos. Him, him, him Ingram Hart, um, JJ Ray, all of them took their photos. Uh, so basically, they interviewed. Um, Lonzo, and uh, basically what they were saying is, um, you know, he's very excited to be in this new environment. He's away from um, all that scrutiny and pressure of what it comes to not only playing in a big market like L.A., but playing with LeBron as well, too. Um, obviously, these last two years didn't really pan out how we wanted it to be. First year, only played like 33 games. Second year, only played about the same amount of games as well, too. So we never got to see Lonzo at his peak, and I just feel like now – Going into a new environment, he said it so himself, um, you're going to really see him take that next step. Um, he's going to go to playing like how he used to play with that, um, you know, up-tempo, fast-paced uh, brand of basketball because they're very young and athletic and have a lot of potential. Um, my question for you is, 
how do you think Lonzo's gonna pan out um, with the Pelicans? And then I know off off to off off of the air, we were talking about um, you know is he gonna start? Is he not gonna start? What are your well, how do you think he's gonna pan out? What are your expectations for Lonzo? Big baller brand. <laughs> is that even a thing anymore? Lonzo got to put up or LeVar got to shut up. One or the other. Man, I hope you do good over there in the Pelicans, man. Um, if he do start, he'd be the main facilitator, main playmaker for them boys. Um, get Zion involved. Get Drew Holiday. He's a scorer. He's a defensive player as well. Get everybody involved. Get the team involved. You know, they'll he'll push the pace. B, they got B.I. over there, too. He's going to run with them boys, too. Now, how um, B.I.? I'm sorry for cutting you off. B.I., he had that whole blood clot. Is he going to be ready for the he season? He got a Chris Bosh disease. I don't know what they're going to do with that. I, they, I ain't hear nothing about it since, you know, the end of the Lakers season last year. So, I don't know. It's another one of my Duke boys. You know, I hope he do good. They go to Duke. I hope he do good. What are your expectations for the Pelicans? See, we was writing it down early. We're probably going to leak, leak it to y'all. We'll see y'all a little bit later on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to unveil. No, just, no don't, mm-hmm. even, don't tell them about the seeding. Okay, okay. You, can tell, you can talk about us if they're going to make the playoffs or not, and then what are your expectations? Are they going to be fun uh-huh. to watch? Are they going to be very competitive? Like, Just tell me your spoof. It's a development year for them. I'll say that. It all depends on how Zion show out, uh, I feel like. Uh, if he can come in there and be efficient, What's score, efficient? Rebound. What's efficient for you? Like, what's efficient. his numbers looking Scoring. like? I mean, if, if, as in field goal percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if he can go out and play hard every night, which we know he do, and we he he's shown that at Duke, he showed a glimpse of us in summer league, um, a very a very small glimpse. Go out there and play every night, play defense, jump around, run around, be active on both ends of the court, cut, catch lobs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Create that fun excitement vibe. Lonzo push the court, push the ball. They have a nice, a good, a fun year. Not a great year, but a fun year. Not a good year, but a fun year. And then that'll lead to everybody, you know, wanting to come back, stay, uh, have a good organization, going to next year. Then next year, they'll be a better team and compete for the playoffs. But to answer your question, I do not have them in the playoffs this year. Okay, interesting. Um, so with Zion, uh, two things. He, he seems like he seems like he's been enjoying. <laughs> New Orleans, their food over there. He, he, he looked like he put on a lot of weight. Hey, big boy. Do you think he has to slim down before the regular season starts? And then do you think his knee is sort of an issue or is going to be an issue moving forward with his career too? Man, so the knee thing, you mean you mean when he busted his shoe in the UNC, Duke UNC yeah, game? Yeah, because he sprained his I think, ACL. Yeah, I think that was a free injury. Uh, I think he'll be fine. And then they sat him out after just playing for 10 minutes, I think, right? Scored yeah, like 9.10 minutes in the side of my Oh, oh the summer league game. Yeah. Oh, I, I, think that, I, think, I think they just – you know how they go with the summer league. After, you know, after a while, you, you don't you don't play no more. Mm-hmm. I don't think he really hurt for real, for real. They just – you know, LeBron and them, players like that, them, them who, who, who you think is going to be a generation, generational type of player, you might play a game in summer league, then you're done. You might not even, I don't think Ben Simmons even played in summer league. No, he um, played. He did. He yeah. did. Okay, he did That's play. That's what then. I was like, damn. He some of the boys playing some league. Zion, I, they, well, he had like eleven points. I think he had like four dunks in the first quarter. You don't need to play no more for what? He don't show. He don't show what he about. He snatched Duke. the ball from Knox that, and then banged. I would took him out right then. Mm. He took the ball from Buddy, turn around and bang that joint. <laughs> I mean, he flexed like this. He would have out the game right then if I was a coach. You don't need yeah. nothing else. Yeah. We see. We seen what we had to see. Take him out. Get ready for for the regular season. Boom. For sure. For sure. Done for deal. sure. For sure. Okay. Cool. Um, last thing I want to talk about right now uh, to end everything is, you know, right now I would say that our rosters are pretty much set in stone. The only thing that's going to really change is if you add on to players who are still in the market or if you tr- or if you get a, you know, a, a contract that's bought out, you know, post-offset, but you're going to sign someone. So these rosters are pretty much 
are what's set in stone. So based on all of these trades and this crazy free agent uh, frenzy, um, we'll go back and forth with it. Uh, what are your predictions for the West and East and rankings? I'll give you mine first. <clears throat> Ours are probably different. So number one in the West, I got the Clippers. He's a Kyrie fan. I'm a Kawhi fan. Um, if you look at history, Kawhi Leonard has the highest win percentage of all time. Which is crazy. In the playoffs? Nah, in the regular season. Okay. Yeah, he's the most winningest player of all time. Um, you mix him, who just came off of, of, of a finals MVP run. He's been on great teams too, but he's been on great teams too. A lot of Hall of Famers. Yeah, a lot of Hall of Famers who weren't in the prime anymore, and he was he the main catalyst of winning. He did his thing, and he did his thing this year too. Definitely. And don't even don't even flex he saying, oh did. yeah, Katie was hurt too, and Clay happened too. He just was on a tear the got whole. Got, got the job done. done. So I think right now, until LeBron comes back and try to take it, I think he's the best player right now. You mix him, and then you mix Paul George, who finished number three in MVP, and you already have that system intact with that coach and then a billionaire uh, owner who's willing to spend it all. I think they're going to come up top. And I feel like, as opposed to other teams, how he was kind of like with Toronto, you already have a system intact, and you just plug in him and Paul George. I think they're going to mesh faster than a lot of people think, and they're going to mm -hmm. take that stride. That's one. Two, Nuggets. Got the Nuggets because last year, they were, what, the number two seed, and I think they're going to get even better um, from last year. And I think uh, Jokic, Mary are going to step up, and I think my dark horse is going to be Michael Porter, so we'll see what's good with that. Number three. I think he said he's hurt. Hmm? I think he said he's hurt. I think I he had a little long. knee problem, but okay. I think I think he'll be back okay. for the regular season, okay. yeah. Um, number three, I got the Blazers. For some reason, we always sleep on the Blazers, and they always find a way to make it up there. And I just feel like – you know, they got that new acquisition. They re-signed Ronnie Hood. They gave Dame the max contract. CJ McCone's getting better. I think since they have that chemistry and fluidity already together, that they're going to be well. And then if you look at the stats, they're one of the best home teams to play in. I mean, to play. So I think they're going to be number three. Number four, I got the Rockets. Um, it's taking a gamble right here, but I just feel like we talked about it earlier. If if they match together, that's they're going to be a problem, especially in the regular season. They're just going to be beating up on these teams in the East. So mm -hmm. I think with, our, with two MVPs coming together, realizing that they have a common goal, realizing that they've been scrutinized for the majority of their career, um, I think they're going to put the Eagles aside. I think they're going to work magic. And, and when you're in, when you're under Mike D'Antoni's system, your numbers are only going to get higher. You know what I'm saying? Five, that's when I got the Lakers. I think the Lakers, with new coaching and a damn near new team, it's kind of going to be like last year where they're going to have to – have some time to gel together. And I think once they gel together, they're just going to take that leap. But like I said, in the West, when you lose one game, you can jump from the three C to the AC. So I think they're going to start off a little bit rough, still be about at 500. And then once they hit like December time, that's when they're going to take that leap and it's going to be a wrap from there. Um, number six, I got Utah. I love the addition of Mike Conley. Um, and I just think, you know, with Donovan Mitchell getting better, they still got Rudy Gobert and all those pieces around them. I think they're going to, do what they got to do. Um, seven, I got San Antonio. Spurs fan, obviously, right here. You just can never bet against Pop. You know what I'm saying? You can never, ever bet against Pop. Since I've been alive, since I've been watching them play, since I've been a fan, they've never missed the playoffs. They always work with what they got. They got that system intact. They still got LaMarcus Aldridge. Walker's coming back. DeJounte Murray's coming back. They just signed... Um, What's his name? Damari Carroll. They got Burtons. They got Derek mm -hmm. White. They got a tough squad, so don't don't sleep on them. And then number eight, I got the Warriors. Ooh. I know that's super low for some people, but I feel like when Clay's missed the whole season, and like I said, they're in the West. These teams are getting better. 
and you ask, and you have Deanza Russell, well, who is going to be a good piece? But I feel like they're going to be challenged defensively, and they lost KD, and they don't have the depth that they used to have. I think they're going to struggle, and I think they're going to figure it out. But like I said, even in the West last year, the Clippers were eight seed, still won 48 games. So not to say that they're not going to have a great season. They could still have a very well good record above 500, but I just feel like with that, with all those pieces going away, it's going to be hard for them to be that dominant. What are your picks for the West? For the West, you had a very, very interesting take, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, number one, I think you had a Clippers too. I mean, the Clippers number one also. I have the Clippers number one also. Okay. Um, you already spoke on it. Don't need to be said. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kawhi, Paul George. OD. The bench is crazy. OD. Montrez off the bench. Lou Williams off the bench. I don't don't need to speak on that no more. Number two, um, I got a Lake Show. Wow. I got LA one. And LA two, number one and two spots. I um, like that. Why two? Man, Bron won in the playoffs last year. That boy better turn up. I'm gonna say that, man. Yeah. Um, he got a squad. He got AD. He got his number two. He got, got a, number, he got his two punch. He got two punch. We see him a lot of times. What he do with a number two punch with Kyrie, um, K Love, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, he, he got really, one and two. Yeah. He didn't do he got he didn't AD have that last year. And he got Kuzma. Let's get it done, LeBron. Um, number three. I'm surprised you had them so high. You, I think you had them too. I didn't expect that. I got Denver number three. Oh, um, they got a lot, a lot of young bulls out there. Um, Joe Kick, probably the most underrated players in the NBA. I got him taking a step Could. up, a leap up. Y'all, a lot of young boys. They got Gary Harris at the two. They got Jamal Murray at the one. They got Will Barton at the three. That's a lot of young boys. And they all under, like, like 25, under 25. Um, do they sell Millsap at the four? Yep. They trade him? Okay, they, still they, they, got they, him. they still got him? Okay. Yeah. Um, like you said earlier, they got Michael Porter Jr. When he gets on, when he gets back healthy. Um I think they could take a, a step up. I thought they should have beat Dame in the playoffs this year. Just experience kicked in with just Dame and say McCollum, that. et cetera, et cetera. Just et cetera. about to say that. Um, so they couldn't get over their leap. They, they went seven games, right? They went and seven I games think, against the Spurs first round and seven games against the Blazers okay. second round. And I, and I feel like they would have played Warriors better, too, especially maybe. with Katie won't yeah. there. They would have won at least two games. And I think the Denver did have home court advantage on the Blazers, too. So they just blew that joint. Yeah. Um, who we got next? Four. Don't disrespect my dog. We got the Warriors number four, Golden State. Four. Um, Curry is a is a regular season player at the end of the day. Um, hey, but he don't he, he not that much depth, so he may have to play more minutes. Yeah, he do. He, get, he got he got he got injury much, history with his ankles. Yeah, he got he got a young boy. He got he got D'Angelo. Thing about thing about it is, I got D'Angelo when needed, running the point. I want him to run point. Playing, playing a lot of off ball as well. You yeah. know, so he can just he can just run around do his thing. You know, he like running around, um, coming off screens, flying around, and Russ just handled that one. Then you got you you got date Draymond. He gonna have to show some. He gonna show some else. Contract like, year. He gonna have to come out his bag this year, and I want to see it. I'm all for it. He trying to get paid. Yeah, he gonna have, he gonna he gonna have to run that one a little bit too. He can find Russell. He can he can find Curry too. So um, I don't got no boys dropping too much. I got my defense. I don't spot. know, man, because they lost Iggy Livingston. Um, yeah, they lost Cook. They lost KD. So I'm just like, we'll yeah. we'll see. I right, keep still going. Got a two time MVP out there. That's true. Um, five. I got Rustin. I got Rustin Harden. The Rockets, um, I don't have them that high just because um, it's their first year together. Two MVP caliber players, you know, they're going to butt heads. They got to butt heads in order to get better. Mm-hmm. They are homeboys, so they, they're not going to have a problem butting heads, saying what they need to say to each other, bounce, bounce shit off each other. Um, but at the end of the day, when it's time, to, time for playoff time to come up, I do got them shining, whether that be going far or whether that be playing somebody real, real tough competitively. I do have them shining in the playoffs. Six, um, I, got, I got them six. I think they're done. Portland, I think I think I think they done. 
I don't really got them making no noise this year. I know they do. Although they, they got swept by the Wolves. So I know they got signed Whiteside um, to a long shot with Nurkic. I don't know if they're going to keep both of them big boys. I mean, they, they got but, swept by the, the Warriors last year, but mm-hmm. let's let's not forget. Like, although they got swept, they, yeah. I A, they ran to Warriors, and B, every game they play these Warriors, they're up 17. You don't think they're going to make yeah. even another step to get better? The West got tougher. I don't, know how, much, get I don't tougher. know how much better they got. Um, I don't know how much better they got. That's a lot. A lot of niggas got better. Mm. I just, I, I, I just got them six. I don't, I don't see them doing making that, making that much noise. If, it's, if somebody got to fall off for, 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 for other niggas to jump up, yeah. La- I got the Lakers jumping up, and I got the, you know, I got the Clippers jumping up. So somebody got to fall off. I got, I just got to be in the Blazers. Okay, see, Dunzo. Um, seven, Popovich. I ain't even gonna say the team name, just Popovich. Um, eight. I, don't, I I was battling with his joint a lot. I guess I'm gonna say the Jazz are eight just because they got they added Mike Conley. He's um, a dog. Yeah, they got Donovan Mitchell. Um, I, he I want him to play better. I know he's young. He's young too, but I do want him to play better. They got Rudy Gobert holding the fort down down low. Um, so I got my day spot. That's all I got. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. For the S, for the East, that's an S. For the East, um, number one, I got the Bucks. Uh, even though they lost Meritich and they lost Brogdon, we saw what they essentially can do without them in the playoffs. I think Giannis is top three player right now in the NBA, um, and I just feel like he's in the East right now. They already got the system intact. Budenholzer, Chris Milton going to get better. They just going to come off of blood, and I don't, I don't, I don't really see them taking a step back. Honestly, I kind of, I kind of being a little, I'm kind of being a little contradictive a little bit from earlier what I said, but. Just thinking about it, I don't see no team really messing with them for real, for real. Uh, and Giannis just has so much to prove, and I feel like losing to Kawhi, losing to the Raptors, really, you know, stuck with him. So I would hope he gets better every year. And I, I think, would hope. and they're not done making moves. They're gonna they're gonna find some valuable players that they can add, and they're gonna get right back to the conference finals. Number two, 76ers, like you said, um, one the Achilles heel. Or the, the the kryptonite to Joel Embiid was Al Horford. Now you have him there with him, um, and you got Ben Simmons who just got that contract. Got Richardson and Embiid. Um, the way they 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 just lost last year by a freaking tip from Kawhi. I think they they're more improved, and I think they're gonna you know they're gonna take that next leap. Obviously, the East is a little weaker. Number three, I got Boston. Still got Brad Stevens. Still got that Ooh, system intact. Um, you got Kimball who. When you think about it, he's never had any good players and good players around him at all. Uh, you know what I'm saying? He had Batum, Marvin Williams. Like he had some not that good players who were towards the end of their prime. Um, so I think when you have, I think for them to be number three, I'm banking on the fact that you don't have Kyrie there anymore with that drama. The fact that you don't have Terry Rozier anymore, Horford, there's going to be more of a distribution to go around as well, too. And I think this is when we actually see who Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown can become. And then Gordon Hayward, who really no one really talks about, like you said earlier, had a devastating injury. He going to come back to Gordon Hayward as well, too. And I think they're just going to find a way to figure things out. Four, my boy Oladipo coming back. They got Malcolm Brogdon. They're looking a little better. The fact that they played so well without him, when they get him back, I think they're right back in that hunt. Um, five, <laughs> I might sound sick with this one. I got the Raptors at number five. Although they lost Kawhi Leonard and they lost Danny Green, I think Pascal Siakam. You're a Raptors um, fan, y'all. I'm not a Raptors fan. I was a Kawhi fan. Um, Spurs and go Clippers. Um, but, yeah, I think that Nick Nurse is – I think he's the best coach in the East right now. I think he's better than Brad Stevens, no cap. Uh, and I think that 
they're they're the champions. I got to give them some form of respect, and I feel like they're one of the best teams in the NBA who are great at developing players. OG about to come back. Franklin Fleet got confident. Um, you know, Kyle Lowry finally, you know, got over the hump. I'm a little worried it's been that a long time coming it's, it's been a long time coming. I'm a little worried that since Kawhi isn't there, he has to fall back to that number two option. But I think I think we're going to see Pascal Siakam come for blood this year. Last year, he averaged 16 points in the regular in, in the playoffs. I think he averaged about 18 to 19 points a game. I think this year on some sick shit, he averages 22 to 25 points per game this year. Um, and they have that system intact, so I think they're going to be good to go, man. I would um, just have Siakam working on his handles all year, all yeah. offseason. Yeah, and there was just a video that got released the other day, I don't know if I tag you guys on a group message on Instagram. He's working on this, he's working on everything. I want to see it. He's one of those players who, who, who just wants to be great, and I think he's taking that leap. that leap. Number six, I got Kyrie in the Nets. Um, I think last year, oh, last year they were number seven. I think they're gonna go up a little bit more. Um, I think that Kyrie is gonna have an adjustment period. Um, and I mean, they, they definitely improved. You know what I'm saying? They got rid of D'Angelo Russell, who I was very, very fond of, replacing with Kyrie. Got DeAndre Jordan. But I think, you know, this is going to be an experimentative, experimentative year. Um, and I think, you know, they're going to be battling to get above 500, and they'll make the playoffs and do what they got to do. Seven, I got Miami. Uh, Jimmy Butler, uh, is, he wanted to be a number one option. He wants to be the man. He's the man. We'll see what moves they make, but I feel like he's going to be battling for that spot. Um, number eight, I got Detroit. I feel like they got unfinished business. Uh, I think, you know, with Dwayne Casey finally getting adjusted to them, um, they're finally going to, you know, play a little bit more consistent, and they added D. Rose off the bench, and they needed a score. So uh, those are my top eight picks. What are yours? For the East, number one, <laughs> I got the Sixers. There's no reason why they shouldn't get a job done and come out east this year. Um they got a big boy. They got a point guard. They got the wings. They got everything you need. They got a one, the two, the three, Still and the four Scott. punch combos out there. Um, and B, I need something from you in the playoffs this year. And B, <laughs> um, Ben Simmons, just keep doing your thing. Um, you got Horford. Y'all big. Y'all real big. Y'all are really big. Y'all start three people over at least ten, at least six ten. Yeah. And y'all starting lineup. If y'all do decide to start Horford at that four, which I think I'm you just know, worried about how I'm just worried about how spacing. Yeah. 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 Who, who the coach over there right now? Uh, he used to be pushing, used to be assistant on the Spurs. Um, okay. Brett Brown, Brett Brown. Brett Brown, okay. Mm, he be up, you know, he be up and down. Um, but I got a number one. You know, they they they've been losing a lot in the playoffs. It's about that time for them. You know, at least get to the finals this year. At least you know, get to the Eastern Conference Finals, the final something. <laughs> they got the pieces. They got the personnel. Let's get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, two, I got the Bucks. They did lose um two key pieces. Um, Brogdon, I think what he was like, was he 50, 40, 90 this year? 50, 40, 90, one of the very few. Brogdon, I heard that boy, Mil- I mean, uh, not Milton, um, Miritic went overseas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he does a little bit for something for me in the playoffs against, 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 um, Boston. But that, that is a piece I do got from two. Mm-hmm. Um, three, Kyrie and the Nets. Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Pacers? yes, sir. Who, who else in the East? Has a big name like Kyrie on the roster. Without the two teams I just named, it's not really anybody. So um, when you talking about personnel, and you get talking about the player wise on your team to lead your team, I don't see why not, man. Come on now, who you got over them? You got the Pacers. I got the Pacers four. They gonna stay stagnant. We know what they about. They're staying stagnant. They don't have a high ceiling. The Nets have Pacers a high ceiling. Forty seven games last year, I think. Yeah, but they not. Then they get to the playoffs. And Oladipo missed half like. 
Mm-hmm. Damn it, it's half the season. What you mean? And they I got Brogdon. Look, look, I might be a little biased with the Nash because my boy out there. But <laughs> look, but look, right he just, he started twenty two and four with the Celtics. I think this roster is better. Uh, he started twenty two and four with the Celtics two years ago. I think this roster is better. You have yeah. Jared Allen, you have DeAndre Jordan, you have Karis LeVert who can rock with and without the ball. You got Spencer Dinwiddie who can rock with the ball, find, Joe shoot, Harris. distribute, get to the rim. We know that Joe Harris. He has he's a shooter. Yeah. Highest three point shooter in the NBA last year. You got dogs out there. Who they have out there? They have um the boy from the Hawks. Um, what's his name? I can't remember that boy's name. Um, can't remember. Torian Prince. Okay. The hustle player that you need alongside Kyrie and KD. That's gonna be him. He gonna get them. He gonna get them. You know them dog. Them dog rebounds, putbacks, etc. Hit the hit the wide open jumper. Everything you need. They got pieces. Um. Kyrie, he, he got a better squad. I feel like he got he came in the, the, the Boston two years ago before we knew who Tatum was, before we knew you know who all them boys was. So I got my I got my dog number three, four. Like I said earlier, the Pacers. Um, That's respectable. They gonna stay stagnant stagnant how they was the last two years. I don't see them. They ain't add nobody. Like I said earlier. If you don't add nobody, you're not getting better. You're getting worse. They just Damn. got Oladipo and Brogdon. They got Oladipo back, but last year they had Oladipo almost the whole year, right? Probably like 50, 60 games. What? Oh, they got brought in. They got right. They got brought in. They got brought. Okay, all right. I still got them four. Um, <laughs> Celtics at number five. Five. Kim, yes. Yeah, they lost Kyrie. They lost Horf, and they lost Horford, and they lost Rozier. Rozier didn't play that much, but they lost Kyrie and Horford. There's gonna be some type of drop off. Then they gained who? Kimba. You were the guy who spoke so highly about the Celtics last year. Oh yeah, see, Jalen Brown, Jason they Tatum. Lost a dog. So Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown not going. Kemba's a dog. What are you talking about? He's a dog too, but he he a little inconsistent. He don't he don't shoot that well like Kyrie. Because he ain't never have no one around him. Watch yeah, his fine. watch him that's be fine. efficient this year. That's fine. I, I, look, if he does, and then, then he, he'll shut me up. Okay, but, all right. We might have to put this, bread on I that one. We can. We can. Look, <laughs> if you want to put look, if you want to put bread on the Nets versus the Celtics, who gonna be high seeding? We can do that. And I'm we'll I'm do that when we gotta see we gotta see. Look, who, now he want to talk all fair. Now we gotta see we gotta see lower management. We gotta see if it's a back to back game. Then I'll bet you with that. But. Yeah, Kemba's going to be efficient this year. Come on six, now. Six. I need John Wall and Bradley Bill to set the fuck up and show up. I got them making the playoffs this year. They made the playoffs last year. I got them in the playoffs this year. The sixth spot. Over um, the Raptors? Yes. 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 You don't, yes. You don't even believe this. Look, look at your look, face. Look, look. I, I definitely believe John Wall's not even coming back this year. He was chubby last year. He, he not playing this year? No. He hurt until when? He's done. He's not coming back this year. Oh, that's news to me. Yeah. You might just switch that right now. I still got my six. Look, I want him to come back. I still got my six. I'm not going to change the lineup. But Broke his heel. When he coming back? When he coming back? He's either sitting out for the rest of the year because everyone is saying he's not going to be back till 2020, 2021 season. Okay, I was not here. Yeah. I was not sharp. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm just We're just going to move along. <laughs> Seven, we got Toronto, the Raptors. Sick. They're, um, not taking that. They're not taking a step back. Though. They lost a lot. Like I said, if you're not gaining nothing, it's 2019. If you're not getting better, you're getting worse. Yes, they won the, East, they won the whole Eastern Conference and in the finals East. last year. But they lost Kawhi Leonard. You gonna put, who, who, who you putting your faith in? I just told you, Pascal mm-hmm. Siakam. I want you to say it again. Pascal Siakam and, and, Lowry. and Kyle Lowry. We know what Lowry about. I don't have no faith in Lowry. Marcus all still there. Siakam, you, Fred Van Fleet. We asking for Siakam. OG and Anobi. Yeah, we asking Siakam a lot if you want him to be a superstar this year. We asking Norman him a lot. Powell. Yeah, bum. He's okay, but Sick. um, I got them at seven. Come on now, they gonna take they gonna they gonna they gonna take a step down. They you lost Kawhi Leonard. You have them they being. Lost Kawhi you have them being worse than the Wizards. Do they have? Do they? Did they keep Marcus All? Yeah. We saw what he, he was, opted into his. We contract. saw what he was about last year. Hot shit. So we are gonna keep moving. Number eight, I got the Pistons. 
No Jimmy? That's crazy. I don't got Jimmy. Uh, I thought about it. I thought about it, but I don't got Jimmy. I had to piss in the number eight just because they got Blake and they got on the big boy down low. And Dwayne Casey. Um, Reggie Jackson. Yeah. 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 I put him at eight. I threw him in there at eight. I didn't got I don't got Jimmy getting in there this year unless they get another piece. If we get another piece, then I might switch up my lineup. But I do got the Pistons at number eight at the number eight spot closing everything out for the East this year. Okay. I don't have what I was debating on is if I was getting my boy Zion in there. Um Who? Zion with the, with the Pelicans. Oh, Zion. for the West? Yeah. I was no, a little torn. I'm tripping. I keep I keep thinking New Orleans is, is on the East, but it's, yeah. it's, they're in the East in real life, but in yeah. the NBA wise on the West. I was gonna be wild and put the Hawks at eight, but they still got like another year until they start to make that leap. I gotta see what uh, Reg is talking about because I he's gonna be great mm-hmm. I, if he if he has that mindset. He can either be like a Paul George yeah. or he can be like a Jail Green. We're yeah. gonna see. We're gonna see. We're gonna see. So we're gonna see. Um, but yeah, man, appreciate you being on the yes, show, sir. man. Yes, that was very, very fun. A lot of high energy. Us going back and forth. Um, yes, yeah. Any, any, any last closing statements that you wanna you wanna say? Anything like that? Uh, yeah, man. Appreciate being on the show. Episode fifty six of the Caesar Show. I want to say my name is Drew. We had a lot of fun, man. Um, was supposed to get on here a long time ago, like I said before. <laughs> back when we just audio. I'm glad, my man. You're doing big things. You got the video now. Got the yes, whole sir. setup. Um, I'm liking what I see, man. Um, hope you go far with this. Do a lot of big things with this. Um, your whole overall brand, the video, the whole analysis of the NBA, breaking everything down, man. And good things coming for you, man. I look forward to it. Appreciate yes, it, man. Sir. Appreciate yes, it. Sir. So, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it there. Subscribe to the Caesar Show, available on all major platforms. We got YouTube now, the video, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. Um, it's literally on everything. I even Googled the Caesar Show the other day, and iHeartRadio has something. So, it's up there, Uh-oh. too. Um, on Twitter, on Instagram, have my own website, thecesarshow.com. So, do yourself a favor. Follow, subscribe, like, rate, comment, share, do what you got to do. And, on, and then, on that note, yeah, we out. We out. We out.